Hello, hello, my fellow podcast people. I hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Thursday afternoon or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm your host, as per usual, Azrin, the language nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube, but also secondarily whenever I feel like posting on TikTok and on Tumblr. My username in all these platforms is exactly the same. It is at polyglotazrin, that is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T, A-Z or Z depending on your country, R-E-N. You can also simply search Azrin the Language Nerd on whatever your favorite social media platform is. So again, that is spelled A-Z or Z-R-E-N, the Language Nerd. And welcome to another podcast episode. I'm very, very excited as per usual to be recording this one here. First and foremost, I have a funny story for you. So I am currently looking to go to both France and Taiwan. I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast before, so this is probably new for everybody that is listening. Essentially, I haven't figured the dates out yet, but I want to go to France for a couple weeks because it has been literally, good lord, I think, it's been, I think it's been seven years since I have been to France. And so I'd like to go back. There's one friend that I would like to visit because back in 2007, so a long time ago now, back in 2007, I had gone on a French exchange trip. So I went to France for three months. I lived with the French family. Then the the son of the family who I was staying with had come to Canada. He stayed with my family for three months. And then that was the whole exchange program. And that particular exchange student is someone that we, well, myself and my family, myself and my mom rather, we still keep in touch with. And so he's visited Canada a couple of times um, in the past, few years, let's say, but I have not gone to France since 2012. So it's been seven years. So I would like to go back, say hello, visit my friend. Obviously it's great to get additional French knowledge um, because on a relevant tangent and side note, languages evolve and languages change. And if you don't, if you don't spend time or you don't visit the country where that language is spoken, or you don't go close to the sun. That's kind of how I think about it, where you don't get close to the sun or as close to the source as possible. If you're not in touch with the language, it's not that you'll lose fluency, but you'll, you won't evolve with the language. A very extreme example of that, or rather, let me rephrase that. It's not that you won't evolve. It's that your evolution will look different than, um, than the evolution of like the country or a country that speaks that language. The most extreme example I can think of would be something to the effect of Quebec and France. So Quebec has been, you know, physically separated from France. I mean, they're two different French speaking regions for a long time. And as a result, the the Quebec dialect of French is very different than the France dialect or France variety of French. Another different example, but similar kind of strain of thought is, um, excuse me, Um, with, uh, how do you call it, Um, with people who are from one country, but then essentially spend a long time in another country. So look at my family, for example, right? So my family still speaks Gujarati very fluently, but there's different nuances to the way they speak that someone who is born and raised currently in India, how they would speak, right? There's differences because of the fact they've been out of India, and in their case, out of Uganda, because that's where they grew up and everything. They've been out 
for such a long time that obviously it affects how you speak. So anyway, I want to go back to quote unquote brush up and get close to the sun again for, for French. And of course, visit my friend. So that's going to be roughly two weeks. And then I'm going to go to Taiwan. I'd like to spend approximately, I'm thinking about a month, something to that effect, um, where I am doing some pretty intensive Mandarin studies. I would like to take intensive classes. So I've been looking at some different Mandarin schools. So that would be approximately 15 to, 15 to 20 hours a week of classroom time, or rather 15 to 25 hours a week of classroom time of learning Mandarin. I haven't decided exactly what program and what school and blah, 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 blah. But that is something I would like to do. And obviously the rest of my time in Taiwan, I will spend on doing some touring. You know, maybe one thing I'm thinking is to take some tours that are in Mandarin. That'd be really helpful for me, I think. Um, or even just things like going off on my own and trying to travel the country and navigate all the train stations and everything and taxis all in Mandarin. I think that would be a really good practice for me. Um, along with attending meetups and attending events and trying to make friends throughout the time that I'm there so that I can get additional practice and additional learning opportunities through that. So I think if I do that for a month in Taiwan, that's going to help my Mandarin tremendously. And this is a good learning point I can maybe throw in. Uh, a lot of people that I talk to, they often travel somewhere for two weeks, three weeks, a month, one week or whatever. They'll go somewhere and perhaps the main purpose is not for them to improve their language skills, maybe not, but it's definitely one of the reasons or one of the things they're hoping to get out of the trip. And I find that a lot of people, when they travel abroad to improve their language abilities, they don't actually treat it the right way. They almost think that just by going to the country or going to a city or going somewhere where blah, blah, blah language is spoken, they believe that that is magically going to help them to improve their level. But the reality is that it's not like that. You can't just go somewhere and your, and your level magically gets better. It's not at all how it works. You have to structure your time and you have to basically use your time in a way that's going to allow your level to increase or improve at a rapid pace. So I think I've said this before, but you almost have to look at traveling abroad as a way to put yourself in, in an environment where you have infinite opportunity to improve your language level because all the signs around you are in, are in the target language. Everyone's speaking the target language, like everything is in the target language. So you have infinite opportunity in comparison to your city where you live, right? Where you reside but you have to take advantage of the opportunity. Hence why I am taking the classes, hence why I want to travel the country and see different things and try and navigate those, those conversations by myself. Hence why I wanna go to meetups and go to events and make friends, right? There's a lot of things I'm gonna be doing to help me to really maximize, um, maximize my, my, my ability essentially and my, my progress with the language. So, um, so that is something I'm looking at right now and I'm trying to figure out the plans around. But a funny little thing happened. So I, uh, one of my friends, coincidentally, who lives in, the, in, in America, in, in the States, she is also going to Taiwan around the same dates that I was thinking going to Taiwan. And she's like, hey, if you're gonna be studying there, um, I'm looking, she told me that she's looking at this particular, this one particular school, this Mandarin school, right? This language school to study at. She's like, hey, you should check it out. I have their pamphlet. Here's the pricing. They have this. This is where I'm going to study. I was like, oh, okay, cool. My friend, and this is an important part of the story. My friend has not actually purchased 
the um she's not actually paid for the tuition or paid for the school or enrolled yet but this is where she is planning on on enrolling so she sends me this information i get the school contact i look at it i look it all over seems fine i send the school an email and i go hey mr school <laughs> i would like to get i would like to enroll or get more information about the following programs i got your contact from a friend of mine uh, it'd be great if we can set up a Skype call or a phone call or something so we can discuss. So I write this, <clears throat> you know, four, five, six sentence email. They reply to me with a one sentence email and they literally go, who referred you? And I was like, uh, that's a weird question. Okay, sure. So I told them, oh, hey, uh, this is my friend. This is her name. She referred me. I would love to get more information. Um, you know, let me know if we can chat on the phone or something. So I asked again if we could chat to get more information. They reply again going, we don't have anyone by that name who is enrolled in our school. I think you probably have the wrong school. And I was like, okay. So I replied again, going like, oh, maybe. I don't think she's paid for the tuition yet though, but I think she's planning on doing so. Um, at any rate, I would like to get some more information about your programs and your and your classes and everything, um, because I, I will be coming to, I would like to come to Taiwan to study uh, Mandarin. And no answer. I was like, what is happening? Like, I've asked you three times, like, hey, give me information, give me information. And they're all, they're almost like, you don't, your friend is not studying here? Well, you can't study here. Like, it was just completely, <laughs> thought it's completely bonkers and really, really interesting and funny. But hopefully, you know, if they don't answer, I'm sure I can find another school and whatnot. But um, it was something that was making me laugh. And I was like, oh my goodness, kind of ridiculous. While we're on this whole topic of Mandarin, I have a little personal anecdote that I want to share that I think can help a lot of you both in a language sense and give you some perspective and some different things to think about, but even maybe on like a personal sense as well. Uh, and it's going to tie a little bit back to what I've been saying the past couple of podcasts of me not feeling as happy and such and as balanced and blah, 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 as I typically would like to. But anyway, let's go into this whole story. So the past, I would say, uh, what, three days, four days, something like that, three, four days, I have been doing a lot, and I mean a lot, of Mandarin study, like a tremendous amount. Before And before I was doing a lot too, but now it's on a different level. Before I was doing maybe one to three hours a day by watching my Mandarin drama, and I would like look up a lot of the new words and I would try to create and talk to myself, make practice sentences and blah, 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 blah. It was like one to three hours a day. It's a significant portion of the day. And I was doing it pretty much five, six, seven days a week. Now that number has gone up and I've been doing, it's a little bit excessive. It's like, what, four, four to five hours a day of Mandarin practice and study by watching another drama that I've gotten into. And same thing, looking up the words, trying to make practice sentences, blah, 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 re-watching certain parts to see if I can understand it without watching the subtitles and blah, 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 things like that. Like four to five, four to five hours a day. Like it's a lot. And, and even things like, and this is the crazy thing, even, and I'm being really picky, like I'm for the most part listening to Mandarin music I go to bed, I'll like listen to Mandarin stuff before I go to sleep. I'm essentially trying to, I mean, it's essentially like I am convincing my brain that despite the fact that I am in Canada, we are now operating in Mandarin. It is now 
it is now time to operate the brain in Mandarin for a significant portion of the day. It's basically training my brain to do that. So I think one thing I want to throw 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 at you guys and a piece of advice I want to give you is um, as much as much as you can. How do I explain this? As much time as you can, the more, uh, hang on, the more time you can spend with your target language in a way that doesn't make you feel, in a way that, in a way that you actually want to do, the better. In other words, right now, I don't feel bad about doing five hours of Mandarin a day. It's not forced. I don't like hate it. If I had to do five hours of class a day, uh, I'm not sure if that would work for me. Five hours of class a day while I was in Calgary would not... It, it wouldn't feel right and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be enjoying myself. I've tried that before actually and I didn't really like it too too much as didn't feel natural. So as long as you're doing the more you can do with the target language in a way that feels natural, in a way that doesn't really bother you, that you're like, yeah, I could do that. The more you can do, the better and the more progress you are going to make. Um, yeah, I mean, that's it's just a really, really big thing. And the personal side of me, and this is where we go into bit of a interesting kind of direction um, is that how do I say this um, so I'm doing all this Mandarin study right but the reality is there's still only 24 hours in a day so with me wanting to watch my regular TV shows that I watch spending time with the family oh and I've been spending uh, I've been watching my keeping watching my sister more frequently than typical so I've been keeping her home all day which means that I have to do more things with her. Like I have to take her out to places. I have to get her ready. I have to feed her. I have to give her attention, play with her. So it's like having a two-year-old at home while you're going about your day, kind of like that. So that's obviously on my plate. There's, so essentially I'm teaching of course. So basically the result has been that I'm making all these big strides forward with Mandarin, but it's come at a cost. And the cost is that I'm not putting the same level of attention on my work. And that, I'll be really honest with you, especially since my brain, especially since I haven't been feeling my absolute best the past, like I said, give or take a week, um, that's really been messing with me. That's really been heavy on my mind. I go, man, yeah, Mandarin's going fantastic, but my work is not, I'm not putting the same level of attention that I feel like I should be on my work life. I'm not doing the things I want to grow I'm, or that I need to, to, to grow. I'm not taking care of certain things. Like there's things that I'm not doing that um, I, I, I absolutely should be doing, quote unquote, should be. Like if I wanted my work to continue growing at the pace that, you know, it has been growing. And it's very, yeah, it's, 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 it weighs heavy on my mind. It really, it does. And, um... Yeah, I, I don't even know what else to say about that. I guess the biggest thing that, that it makes me think about is how we choose to balance our lives is a fascinating is a fascinating topic for me. So a lot of people, they, you know, you have your job, you have your schooling, you have whatever, you have kids, you have whatever you have in your life. We all have different lives, obviously. But we choose to spend our time differently. And it's... It's interesting who it's it's interesting to see that just wow this is hard to explain I've never really tried to put this into words but all of us we choose to spend our time in a certain way and whether we like it or not there are positives and negatives 
to the way that we are choosing to spend our time. And I, I believe it's important to understand what those positives and negatives are and understand and be and, and try to be okay with them. And if you're not okay with them, you have to change the action steps that you're taking. So for myself right now, what I haven't figured out, and I just have not figured it out yet for me, is if I am okay with, for the short term, for the next little while, not putting as much attention on, on the work side and putting more on the Mandarin side to help that grow faster and more and, more, and quicker, am I okay with that? And if I am okay with it, fantastic, but I just haven't figured that out. As of today, I would say I'm not fully okay, and yet I, I still choose to watch all the Mandarin shows. So it shows you my, my un, it uncon, it shows you my unconscious bias, my unconscious desire is more to put it towards the Mandarin than it is to put it towards some of the work tasks that I have. And I think the whole hypothesis, the whole hypothesis that I have right now, for me anyway, is that I, I think that I just need to figure out what elements of my work do I absolutely cannot let fall and absolutely cannot cannot like not spend time on and make sure that those get done and as long as those get done even though there's a, some certain things I'm missing on and not doing that I typically would be doing to be okay with it and be like you know what it's gonna happen but Mandarin right now is, is something I want to focus on heavily that's my that's my current um my current hypothesis I guess you could say and the other thing that's bothering me as well, and I think this is something that a lot of us can probably relate to, <clears throat> is uh, so on, in my work side of things right now, I'm not 100% sure what my end, my, my finish line is. I don't know, like, I don't know where I'm trying to go. In the past, what I used to think and what I would think that I'm working towards is I wanted, I wanted to uh, essentially be a talk you know one of the things i was working towards is being a talking excuse me someone who's quite well known in the world of excuse me in the world of language learning that was something that was something i was striving towards and now i'm like i don't know if i want to be like someone that's super well known in the world of language learning maybe yes maybe no i don't actually know locally i knew i know that um I wanted to essentially be the center of everything language learning. So if you're trying to learn Arabic, cool, it comes through me. You want to learn French, it comes through me. I have my hand in everything language learning related. And yet now I'm going, is that really what I want to do? And I just don't know. And it's I'm obviously going to figure it out. And that's cool. But as of today, I don't know. And for me anyway, just it's just a reminder that be, I'm 26, 26 years old. I think 26 is a lot younger than a lot of us uh, a lot of us think it is. Like a lot of us, a lot of people I talk to anyway, find that if you're in your late 20s, yeah, you're obviously still young, but you should be, your life should be kind of getting more and more figured out. And you're getting older now and you really are into adulthood, 30s, right? You're getting closer to 30 and blah, blah, blah. And yet I actually think, and this is, I could be so far off on this, but my hypothesis is that being 30 you may as well be 17. <laughs> like you, st you obviously are a lot wiser and you know a lot more about life and you have a lot more things figured out, but you're not even at half time. You're not even halfway done life. Like you, you, there's so much you still don't know. And yet we think 
we know a lot and yet we really really we, we just don't and we have so much time to keep figuring things out and keep learning more about ourselves and we're gonna be a, a completely different we're gonna be so much wiser and smarter and stuff at 60 than we are at 30 and at 80 than we were at 60 and blah 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 so i'm basically just trying not to be, I'm, I'm basically trying to be not super worried about you know not super worried about the stuff that you know that is going that is going on and some of the imbalances obviously i'm trying to figure them out and solve them and resolve them and blah 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 but i'm trying to keep a smile on my face throughout the process because i know that you know i'm 26 i'm young and the same way that i had challenges when i was 16 and i thought they were really hard and i was trying to problem solve them and everything at what you know now when a 16 year old when i see a 16 year old who's going through a similar kind of problem i go oh it really wasn't a big deal. Like you got to have a bigger perspective. So I know that if I have a 50 year old Azrin who sees me and blah, 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 they're going to say a very similar kind of thing. Like Azrin, come on, you can do it. Like have a bigger perspective. It's going to be fine. This is a phase of your life, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I'm just ranting. It's been kind of a random, you know, second half of this podcast. So let's wrap this up. Uh, thank you for listening. I appreciate your attention. We will talk next time. Bye for now. See you.